0: Just a quick heads up, this show contains sensitive and graphic material that might not be for everyone. If you don't enjoy in-depth true crime, humor about true crime, and drinking, please don't continue. We want to be respectful of the victims in these crimes, Best for the criminal, we just don't give a shit.
1: Welcome to Crimes and Cocktails, a podcast where we explore true crime while drinking a customized cocktail created by us, your bartenders. (laughs) All right. Hey, guys, it's Tabitha. And I'm Katie. And welcome back to another week of Crimes and Cocktails. Today, we're actually going to do our first patron request, um, which is kind of right on time with Netflix's recent documentary on the death of Elisa Lam, Vanishing at the Cecil Hotel. Um, Thank you, Brandon, one of our triple shot uh, patrons. He actually requested for us to talk about the Elisa Lam before the documentary came out and the documentary came out. And we have a little bit of our own stuff to say about it, I guess you could say.
0: (laughs) I yeah <laughs> we both watched the documentary obviously to prepare for this
1: um i mean we did we more research ideas. than just the documentary
0: yeah yeah definitely um but you
1: know Wikipedia. it's kind of nice <laughs> <laughs> a very reliable reddit. source yeah reddit <laughs> so, reddit zero one one zero 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 yeah
0: it was the aliens one two three lamb <laughs> yeah um i'm glad that the documentary did come out while we were still like getting ready for this episode because now a lot of you guys have seen the documentary and
1: be familiar with some of the things we're talking about a few things for you yeah but first katie has a cocktail for us yeah so this one is called
0: dark water um which i know kind of might sound insensitive but um this is actually a drink that i made up when i was bartending a long time ago and it was on my old bars menu Um, so it sounds kind of weird but i promise it tastes good Uh, it's going to be one and a half ounces of crack and rum three quarter ounces of creme de cassis half an ounce of cold brew and a quarter ounce of fresh lemon juice so go ahead and mix that up in a glass muddle in an orange slice and a little bit of fresh ginger Um, shake it up pour it over an ice-filled Collins glass, and top it off with some ginger beer. So you can find this recipe on our... (laughs) It's It's dark water. (laughs) Um, (laughs) You can find this recipe on our Instagram, at Crimes and Cocktails, and on our Patreon, which is patreon.com slash crimes And of course, don't forget to rate and review us on Apple Podcasts. You can let us know how much you like the episode or this drink. It really helps a lot um, if you rate and review.
1: Yes, please. It helps so much. <laughs> and we've gotten a couple of reviews. Thank you, yes, Brittany. Yes, thank you, guys. Um, let's see who else is on there. Alyssa was on there. There was another one. Beth. Beth. Thank you, Beth. Mm-hmm. Thank you guys for leaving us a review on Apple Podcast. Boop, boop. Yep. Our goal is to get 20 reviews. I think we can do that this year. Hopefully I more. Think so. But that's our goal for right now.
0: And if you don't have an Apple product, um... They sell them at, you know, Verizon, T-Mobile, whatever. (laughs) Just go buy Um, one.
1: Buy one, review us, and return it. And and return it. That's what I did on every one of them.
0: (laughs) Tabitha01102. I am Beth, Brittany, and Alyssa. Oh, gosh.
1: No wonder. (laughs) And speaking of patrons, which is what you can also find the recipe at, patron.com, Crimes and Cocktails. We owe our newest patron, Nate, a shot. Whoop, whoop. Yep. So we're going to take a so, shot of rum in your honor. I'm not doing Kraken Rum, though. I'm doing some clear rum no. for my shot. Kraken Rum awakens something too deep for me. Dug too greedily and yes, too deep.
0: Exactly. I also like it's more expensive, and I'm not going to shoot it. So <laughs> it's also
1: that. <laughs> also, we actually realized, oh you already in it all right i'm gonna take oh it to yeah
0: it. it's you know it's been a long week i know it's only tuesday and i'm chasing it with my
1: dark water and yeah and then i was gonna say <laughs> oh, <laughs> not a gag reflex there <laughs> at all um that we actually owe Elise another shot. Oh, uh, we're so sorry. Elise was our one of our double shot patrons that just signed up and we only did one shot on her honor last episode, so yeah. I'll save that shot for middle of the episode, but we're gonna owe you a shot too. So I'm gonna do it right now. This could be an interesting episode. <laughs> so cheers. Yeah. <laughs> we'll see. All right.
0: Um I I think for both of us this episode once we got into it, it didn't quite turn out how we thought it was going to be going, but um, that's okay. We're going to go through it. So, we're going to go into first the background of the Cecil Hotel, its history, some other things that happened there. So, it was located or is located in downtown LA. <laughs> it's still
1: there. So. It's still, it is still there. Despite um, all it, the crazy shit that's gone down there, it's still there. It's still standing. It's still standing. <laughs> <Yeah>, seriously. <laughs> Some of the people aren't. Um,
0: so, <laughs> <Sounds> <laughs> so awful. Um, it was there, and it is there. So, <laughs> located downtown LA at 640 Main Street in what is now part of Skid Row, uh, the Cecil Hotel opened on December 20th, 1924. In an article I was reading from the LA Times, it stated that it was built to be moderately priced with 700 rooms. Um, 14 stories, and then monthly rentals were projected to cost about $15, which is $229 today. Which honestly is not that bad. (laughs) I wish Uh, if
1: it was not on Skid Row. (laughs) (laughs) Right, I'm there. You might find it. I'm kind of
0: yeah. So it's decorated in a Spanish style by Barker Brothers, who designed the carpets, lights, and you know all the little features specifically for the hotel, so it would have a unique look. Uh, it cost an estimated one and a half million to complete, which today would be twenty-three million dollars. So, That's so it, crazy. quite a lot of money was poured into this um, death trap. <laughs> so, Gosh. the hotel did well for a while, but when the Great Depression hit at the end of the decade, it moved into a decline slowly at first and then more quickly um so you know although LA was and still is a huge destination the growth of Skid Row around the hotel slowly continued to create a bad reputation for it and it's never quite
1: recovered from that reputation
0: so the Cecil has been located
1: yeah my I was gonna say that my roommate actually um we were watching the documentary together and she was like oh well where is Skid Row and I'm like it's in LA she's like but what part of LA and I was like trying to describe it to her and I realized that she didn't know Skid Row was, like, actually the name of that place now. Like, it's called Skid Row. Like, it has signs and everything like that. Yeah. because It's a was, big area Yeah, now. she was saying, oh, my parents just call any kind of sketchy part Skid Row. And I'm like, I think that's, like, a... That's where that came from. <laughs> yeah, it's, like, where it yeah. came from. But that's, like, that's mm-hmm. the Skid Row. <laughs> yeah. The
0: OG Skid Row. OG
1: Skid Row. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing I can they can claim I don't know one time I got Um, lost there actually like after a I think I saw a concert or something around there and mm -hmm. I was trying to find my way back to Long Beach and I got lost and I remember I was at this red light and this lady just came up and slammed her fist on the hood of my car oh my god I was like I am gonna die oh
0: my god just She's that's pretty, where you just done it through the red light.
1: It wasn't as crazy as that one guy we saw in Old Town
0: Selena's though. That- I cannot talk about him. <laughs> I'm still scared. And that was like over pretty sure He was ago. levitating. <laughs> he was levitating, and his head turned around. Like I swear, I will go to <laughs> I will go to my grave claiming that. I know it sounds crazy. It wasn't. I, I saw to rise. <laughs> Yeah, seriously I saw it happen, and then so this was Valentine's Day. <laughs> we were driving downtown salinas and this crazy guy came and then i think you just breezed through the red light because he was like approaching us and we turned around and he was on the next block again somehow yeah like when we got the block he he, he levitated over kind
1: there of ish um i think twilight had come out not that long <laughs> <before> probably <laughs> but yeah he he had some i don't know he was a- like, wait you have a flat and we're like oh ah! <laughs> run away no but i could see he did have some crazy long fingernails yeah and he they're like, like crazy long hair he had yellow teeth that like were like walrus tusks <laughs> oh god he was trying he was trying to say something to us and then we're like yeah ah! he was and then the one problem about old town slain is all one-way streets so he yeah. <laughs> tried to run away but you can't <laughs> no. got nowhere to hide nowhere to hide uh, especially then- when you're a assailant guy is Katie to this day that he levitated and spun his head around i did not see it <laughs> i take her word for it
0: i knows what i saw <laughs> so.
1: so anyways he's probably on skid roast now <laughs> moving on up <laughs> moving on up um so
0: <laughs> where was I? I yeah i that is one thing i will always maintain i may change my mind on other things but that Guy loved it, <laughs> he loved it. Oh, dear god. <laughs> so, um, the Cecil has been the location of several strange murders or happenings throughout the years, long before Elisa Lamb. Um, you know, which obviously we're talking about later. So, a big one was the 1947 case of Elizabeth Short, which everybody will know as the Black Dahlia. The case can be directly, um, can't can't be directly tied to the Cecil Hotel. Her body was found in a park nearby, but after her death, rumors began to swirl immediately that she had been seen the night she died at the bar inside the Cecil Hotel. So maybe some of the last people to see her alive were at the Cecil Hotel, and that was one of the places she was last seen before she died, but um, the rumors, they can't be proven, but it is interesting that she's tied to this place.
1: That'd be a fun case to do, actually, sometime, the Black Dahlia. It would be. So, in 1944, a 19-year-old woman named Dorothy Jean Purcell was staying at the Cecil with her 38-year-old boyfriend, Ben Levine. She was pregnant and didn't realize it, and ended up giving birth in the bathroom on the same floor as her room. That always, like, I remember uh, my friend told me that someone gave birth in her high school class, and they didn't realize that they were, like, pregnant some people have like labor. um
0: what is it like an inverted womb so it doesn't yeah the baby doesn't show at all
1: I do and that's terrifying <laughs> I, I mean that it's just so crazy to me and I'm always like what if I'm not fat what if I'm pregnant <laughs> oh my god. Not really, I don't really think that but I don't know just I remember though when I was a kid our neighbor uh <laughs> this is so bad she came over with like her newborn baby girl, and she's like, Oh, this is my um, <laughs> I know new exactly. daughter. Who you talking yeah. about? As like... soon as she left, I told my mom, I was like, I had no idea she was pregnant. My mom was like, What? How did you not know? And I'm like, I I did not know she was pregnant. <laughs> I, I felt bad, but <laughs> some okay. people you like, you really can't tell. <laughs> yeah, it reminds me of the Seinfeld one way or the other <laughs> where, Kramer, where Kramer's like, Congratulations. And she's like, What? And she's obviously pregnant, but she's like, oh, yeah. I'm pregnant. <laughs> You just never know, okay? No. Anyways, this lady did not know, and I think part of it, too, is she was really young, and she probably was never told how these things work, to be honest. Like, her boyfriend's almost older. She was only 19. Older. Yeah, he's 20 yeah. years older than her. I'm sure she did not have... People were awkward talking about that stuff back then, too, so she probably did not have, you know, the sex ed. That yeah, you when know. she was
0: growing up in the 30s, I doubt her mom was like read this magazine (laughs) (laughs) here's your american girl guide to your body book
1: you mean (laughs) you don't just wish upon a star (laughs) the stork doesn't bring the baby so she gave birth in the bathroom and she from what my recollection is she thought that her boyfriend would be angry um he was probably an abusive boyfriend let's be honest but she did not want the baby and didn't know what to do with it. So she threw it out the window, which is terribly sad. Yeah. Terribly, terribly sad. And she returned back to her room and didn't tell her boyfriend anything that happened. So she had went into labor, had a baby, threw it out the window, and then just went back trying to pretend like everything was fine. That, like,
0: giving birth is insane now, but... 1944 no pain pain medication in the bathroom by yourself and then you just go back to bed I'm sure
1: she had some (laughs) crazy issues after that but um not just mental issues but like physical issues yeah according to the 1944 newspaper article Purcell said that the father of the baby was a man back in her hometown of Iowa and she believed that the baby was dead at birth uh i don't think that was the case though she was arrested and then treated for a severe infection that resulted from giving birth in a bathroom without proper care afterwards okay so yeah i gonna admit i did not read this next sentence before i assumed <laughs> that she was gonna have issues that's um, okay
0: i wrote this so <laughs> <Sorry. yeah. laughs> sometimes we got no good time okay guys yeah
1: <laughs> The L.A. coroner says the baby had been alive when she threw him out the window and Purcell was convicted of manslaughter and then was proven to be innocent by reason of temporary insanity. Bum, bum, bum. So that's terrible. uh, In 1962, there was a suicide of 27-year-old Pauline Autone, who wrote a suicide note to her husband while he was away at dinner before jumping from the ninth story room Window. Let me say that again. From the ninth-story room window. Unfortunately, when she jumped out, she did not have a happy landing. She landed on sixty-five-year-old. <laughs> <laughs> probably the wrong. Thing I don't think it would be happy <laughs> ending anyway. <but. laughs> she, well, she took someone else out, and it was. Dude, I
0: want to know, like, what are the odds? What <laughs> the
1: odds? I've so I remember hearing a long time ago that the odds were high. I did not look, I'm not going to lie, I did not look up the odds for this, but I don't think they're that high of people landing on people. Yeah. I, like,
0: when I was reading this, I was just like, wow, every time I walk by a tall building, I'm going to look up before I look.
1: I think that this oh, is case kind somebody of lands on me. that stems from, though, because, you know, you hear, it's kind of like an old wives' telling people, like, be careful, someone might fall on you. Yeah. It probably comes from this, because it's kind of a crazy case. So she landed yeah. on 65-year-old George Gianni who had just been taking his walk below and they both were killed. Which is so sad.
0: Yeah, I was reading at first police thought maybe they both jumped out at the same time, but then they were like, why are his shoes still on? Because from the height she jumped, your shoes normally fall off on impact. Mm. And then they realized his shoes were still on and his hands were still in his pocket. So they realized like she had landed on him and they both died. Two birds
1: out, same stone. Yeah. (laughs) Anyways. Paul's suicide had not been the first or the last of the Cecil. There was the 1927 suicide of Percy Cook, who shot himself. 1937 suicide of Grace Magro, a 25 year old woman whose boyfriend was apparently asleep in the same room when she jumped. Really sad. Suspicious. Yeah. And in 1938 there was a fireman named Roy Thompson who jumped to his death. Also multiple people poisoned themselves and just It was so many more suicides that the residents at the Cecil started to call it by the awful nickname, The Suicide.
0: So one of the permanent residents um, at the Cecil was 65-year-old Goldie Pigeon Osgood, who was a retired telephone operator um, known throughout the building for feeding pigeons nearby. And that's where she got her nickname. Uh, She was found in her... room. the (laughs) birds. Reminds me of... um, (laughs) What is it, and hey Arnold, the pigeon man, who's like Uh. up on the stoop. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Anyway, so she was found in her room um, and she had been raped, stabbed, and strangled. An employee um, actually found her when he was distributing phone directories and a towel had been tied around her neck um, to strangle her and was still there when they found her. And then her bag of birdseed had been dumped like all over the room. So, a man named Jacques E. Ellinger was seen in bloody clothes in a nearby park shortly after her murder and was arrested and charged, but later cleared. So, her death still remains um, a mystery. So, uh, one thing I noticed when I was reading newspaper articles about her death was that they were, like, super rude to her in the articles. Like, headlines were, like, pigeon woman slain or, like, calling her hokey and stuff like that. So, I I felt really bad for her.
1: Seems like (laughs) some misinformation. I would have assumed it was a female pigeon that was murdered <laughs> right? like um where's the dead pigeon <laughs> but, but like it is kind of weird that the bird seed was dumped all over room like someone was angry about yeah they're like birds this or this is my turf this is my turf or the birds are like where you where gave I me some bad pigeons. seed last time woman i don't know <laughs> I, I should probably stop making fun of it
0: <laughs> tweet tweet motherfucker no i'm just kidding oh my <laughs> Anyway, I just wanted to point out that it was mean how they treated this poor old woman. Yeah. Like, they have a picture of her in the newspaper, and she's just like some sweet old lady feeding the birds. And I'm like, man. Um, But anyway, so the seediness of the hotel made it a draw for two. (laughs) Bird seediness
1: (laughs) of the hotel. (laughs) You probably didn't realize that when you wrote that.
0: <laughs> I did not notice that at all, and um, or I'm secretly a genius. I, don't know which. I didn't notice it. So, um, the the seediness of the hotel made it a draw for two serial killers in later years. In the 1980s, Richard Ramirez stayed there, um, the Night Stalker. There are rumors that he killed some victims at the hotel itself, but that's just a rumor. It hasn't been proven or anything like that. Um, and then in the 1990s, serial killer Jack Unterwager, I have no idea how to say his last
1: name, you stayed there German. as well.
0: <laughs> you should um, know. This guy's Austrian? <laughs> Close enough, though. Close enough. <laughs> Close enough. No, I know it's probably Unterwager, like how I said it. <laughs> so um, they stayed there. Um, so he stayed there as well and claimed he was writing an article about red light districts. Um, but he actually used the hotel as like his base camp and killed three women in the area before moving on to other states and you know killing more before he finally got caught. In 2011, the hotel was rebranded in part as the Stay on Maine to move away from its past, um, but obviously that didn't work. <laughs> so, um, and then in 2013, it was designated a Los Angeles historic cultural monument um and it's been closed since 2017 as well for renovations um it's supposed to reopen this year but we'll see what happens i feel like there'll probably be delay opening especially now that this documentary came out um but i mean
1: between the documentary and yeah. covid and ghost adventures <laughs> ghost, <laughs> oh, yeah, ghost adventures just did one on the cecil hotel it too. yeah it's kind of weird so we're about to dive into the big attraction, right? Um, I had actually not heard of this case until very recently. And I think I was listening to another podcast and they briefly mentioned it. And and then Brandon was like, Oh yeah, you've heard about that. Right. And I was like, no, what are you talking about? And then that's when I looked into it and I got so obsessed with it. I went down some very dark corners of the internet, just, going into this and had all my own theories and then this stupid documentary came out and ruined everything.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So I I was familiar with this case and just that I had heard the name but I didn't um, really look into it. I kind of remember it vaguely in the news and then there being a video and then I don't even know if I watched the video but I was just like oh that's sad and then that's kind of all I thought about it until yeah. Now I have. (laughs) I watched that video so Uh. many times.
1: So many times. I know. (laughs) It gives me the creeps. So the big case everyone's talking about, right? Elisa Lamb, 21-year-old Canadian Elisa Lamb, was on a solo trip along the coast of California. She started in San Diego and had made her way to Los Angeles, and she was planning on venturing up to Santa Cruz, our little home area, She checked into the Cecil Hotel, or Stay on Main, because like we said, they tried to spruce it up by calling it a different thing than Cecil Hotel, and they made it look like this fun, youthful, hostel kind of situation. So, of course, she's not from the area. She did not know it was in Skid Row. I'm sure she knew that she would not have stayed there. But on January 28th, 2013, she checked in. She was originally assigned a shared room, like in a hostel, but her roommate started to complain about her odd behavior. Apparently, she was leaving notes and post-its on people's beds saying, go away and leave. And she would lock the door pretty often, not letting the other girls in. Yeah. So that would be pretty freaky and annoying. <laughs> I've stayed in a hostel a few times before, and I've always been really fortunate with either not having anyone else in my room or having this one girl that I actually yeah. am still kind not of Not leaving post-its now. And on your really stuff. nice and normal and yeah. not a weirdo. So, yay. <laughs> yeah. And if you're listening, you were cool. <laughs> um, so, on her last night, the hotel decided to switch her to her own private room, thinking that that would be the best. She did not check out the next day. She did not call her parents, which normally she was really good about calling her parents pretty regularly. And especially when she was about to leave a city, she would definitely give them a heads up on where she was going. She was supposed to leave for Santa Cruz on February 1st, but there was no word from her. Elisa Lamb was missing. Her parents almost immediately reported her missing. LAPD was called and they opened a missing person case. Her room didn't have any evidence of foul play and the front desk remembered seeing her come in alone the the night that she went missing. Her last non stop before returning to the hotel was the last bookstore, where the manager remembered talking to her. Elisa was deciding on which books to give her family as gifts and if they would be too heavy for her journey home or not. Later we find out that the bookstore delivered a box of books to her at the hotel. Her family flew to California to aid in the search for their daughter. The police searched the hotel and even had search dogs sniff for any trace of Elisa. They checked the roof and several rooms, but could not find anything. After two weeks of no sign of Elisa, the LAPD released the last known footage of Elisa Lam. It's a two and a half minute video of her in an elevator in the Cecil Hotel, which is the video that I was saying gives me the EVGVs.
0: So this video is what sparked so much interest in Elisa. The it's extremely unsettling. Uh, Some said it's creepy. Um, Elisa is alone in the elevator she looks to be standing straight but her arms are like hanging freely she presses all the buttons down the row and she at one point seems to freak out like someone is following her and she hides against the wall yeah yeah then then she pokes her head out puts her hair behind her ears and then looks both ways um then she does some weird like square shuffle thing and Um, I know the part that bothers you the most (laughs) is when she does this hand fling. I, Um, even like things that right
1: now, it gives me chills.
0: Yeah. Um, and you know, she looks like she's possessed or something. (laughs) So she's sort of seated against the wall and it seems like someone is talking to her, but there's no one there. Um, or at least nobody we can see the elevator door stays open the whole time. Then eventually she leaves and the door closes People start looking at this video like crazy, and foreign country, countries even take an um, an interest in this case. Um, but we'll talk about more of those theories in a little bit. If you fast forward another week, uh, and guests at the hotel start to complain about the water at the Cecil Hotel, it's coming out black and murky, and tastes bitter, and you know, just it's just gross. So, um, eventually, maintenance is called to check on the four thousand gallon water tanks. And on February 19th, Santiago Lopez, the Cecil Hotel maintenance guy, goes up to the roof, and um, it's only accessible through a locked and alarmed door. He climbs up the tall ladder in the water tanks and opens the hatch and sees Elisa Lamb floating face up, naked. Um, she's dead and badly con- um, decomposing.
1: And I bet you those guests buy bottled water now.
0: I would. Yeah, I'd be
1: like puking my
0: brains out. I don't out think I could days. ever
1: drink from a faucet <laughs> ever again.
0: I would not be able to, no.
1: And I would have so much anxiety about showering, like at a hotel or something like that. Oh my gosh. Hell mm-hmm. no. So the police opted to drain the tank and cut a hole in the side of the tank to pull Elisa's body out instead of trying to get her through. It was a very small opening, so, and she was pretty badly decomposed, like Katie said. Her clothes were found on the bottom of the tank and they were the clothes that she was wearing in the elevator video, which was a red sort of zip up hoodie and like black shorts. It looked like, Um, and I think she's wearing like some sandals too. So this is where things get weird. How does a small petite 21 year old girl who has never been to this area before, she doesn't know this hotel, Get to the roof of this hotel that, like I said, she's not familiar with, through locked and alarmed doors, climb a giant water tank, lift up a 20-pound lid, get inside, take your clothes off, close the lid. So this is where the theories start. And if you're listening to this podcast and many other true crime podcasts, chances are you are a little bit of an internet sleuth. And what happened to Lisa Lam became a worldwide unsolved mystery. And I think just about like I said, every Reddit user, podcast host, YouTuber, Facebook, Facebook group, etc. tried to solve this mystery via the internet. And there are so many theories and conspiracy theories to her disappearance and death. So I'm just gonna share just a couple of them, because there's an insane amount uh the first one yeah we're not doing a yeah.
0: two-parter uh,
1: i could probably talk <laughs> for six hours about all the different theories about elisa lamb and what happened to her yeah That's pretty insane
0: you went deep, I went deep. <laughs> so, yeah, um, into the trenches mm-hmm.
1: so the first theory obviously is that someone murdered her right um there's this part in the elevator video which if you have not seen it, i suggest you watch it and try to watch the full version of it there's some that are kind of shortened and edited try to watch the full version There's a part in the elevator video where it looks like a foot of another person is present, but like that person's kind of just out of the camera's way. So, and like how we said, it looked like she was talking to someone almost, or she's hiding from someone. The theory is that someone was trying to get her and she was trying to hide from them or plead with them or something. And they either murdered her and put her in the tank or they they coerced her to get into the tank. So, that's one theory. The police obviously looked into this first. Um, They interviewed guests, residents, staff, everything. They looked for the clues. They did their job looking for that. The second major theory is that one of the Cecil staff did it and they're covering up their own. This is mainly because when you look at the elevator footage, it has a slight one-second clip missing from it where the elevator suddenly jumps from being closed to being like one-eighth of the way. sorry, It starts from being open to jumping to like one-eighth of the way being closed. So they're like, someone tampered with it. And then also in the bottom left, the timestamp is really messed up. So they're assuming that they purposely jumbled the timestamp before giving this tape over to the police. I think this is a stupid theory because I don't think... The Cecil really has the capacity for this. Um,
0: They're a hotel on the cheaper end in Skid Row. Like yeah. They probably have shitty cameras.
1: They probably have really <laughs> shitty cameras. I'm sure it yeah. was just like a weird internet glitch. Uh, it happens all the time. Our podcast has glitches because my internet's not that great. Uh, mm-hmm. And I just don't think that if they thought someone from their staff did it that they would care about covering up for them. Like...
0: No. It's the city. They're trying to change their image.
1: They'd be like, everyone's on their own. Like, if they thought someone did it, they would probably be like, rat his ass out. So I just don't buy that. Um, The other theory is that the police had some kind of involvement because we all know there's crooked police in the world. And they think that maybe they tried to cover up their own or at least delay her discovery because they did take the search dogs to the roof but could not find her scent up there. But yet, they find her body there two weeks later. So, people were like, how do the dogs not find her scent up there? I think this is a dumb theory, too, personally. Just because weather affects things like that. Like, if it rained in those two weeks or morning dew. She's up way in the air. She's in <laughs> so, water. She's inside a yeah. tank. Her scent is going to be masked. I, they, the dogs did find the scent at one of the windows that's by the way this is we'll get into this too that leads to a fire escape so but yeah I I don't really think that the police had anything to do with this personally it just doesn't seem I don't know I don't see a reason uh, one of my favorite theories is that it's the ghost of Richard Ramirez haunting the Cecil Hotel and that he murdered her.
0: <laughs> so ridiculous. So it's dumb. Like, come on. This is an American horror story. He didn't
1: murder her in the way that he murder people. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know. That's,
0: that's not his MO. <laughs> uh,
1: another theory is that she was on hallucinogenics or like LSD or something like that, which... Like, seems very probable, but when they did the testing on her body, they didn't really find anything like that in her system, so that's kind of out the window. Uh, one of my other favorite is the Invisible People. So, the Invisible People, uh, this is basically called the Invisible Light Agency, ILA. And this kind of started as like a thread in Reddit, and they're talking about this top-secret program so ridiculous (laughs) about these invisible cloaks that we are cloaking soldiers with um and they go into this some harry potter shit yeah they go into this whole like spread about like google maps and how there's this company or the company the invisible light agency is listed as a company at the address of cisa hotel and they go into all these weird like things about how her grave site is actually like a weird part of google maps and they just get into this whole thing and they think that like oh when she's God. in the video like looking like she's talking to someone that there's actually someone there in a visible cloak holding the door open and talking to her and like that's what they think and they think that she like knew too much information too soon and so they had to like do her in oh my God. yeah i uh let's...
0: not that she hit the keep the door open button on the elevator yeah. when she hit literally yeah. every single button
1: yeah which, there were some detectives, and by detectives I mean YouTubers, that were like, oh, that's what happened. She hit the stay open button. Hmm. Um, this theory is stupid. <laughs> Just, I don't know. I. <laughs> it's a stupid theory, but if it was real let's let's just play into that let's just say okay there really is this military contractor raytheon and they are really making these invisible light uh cloaking and all this stuff do you really think that they would just dispose of her body in the water tank like they wouldn't put a cloak no. on her and get her out of? they the would have taken her out that just that, i don't know that that's they would take her to like think. somewhere
0: like area 51 and nobody would find a trace you know of her, one ever find her ever
1: again ever again yeah the other weird theory on the military kind of basis here is chemical warfare. This is kind of interesting because uh, tuberculosis actually had a breakout in Skid Row in the weeks to follow her death, which could they're like saying that she may have had it and she contaminated the water, so everyone that drank from that water got it and contracted it, and that she was actually getting uh they they try to go into this whole weird thing about how the the lamb disease like which is her last name elisa lamb and they try to connect it back to the school that she like went to and just it's really so far-fetched that i'm like this is ridiculous they say that when she was in her school in canada that they actually like tested it on her and wanted to use her body as, like, a way to distribute it and test it out in, like, skid row and see how this chemical warfare could affect people. Uh, my roommate kind of bought into this one for a split second. But I was like, this just doesn't, no. Like, I don't know. No, <laughs> no. I don't know. I don't see it. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, that's another one. Uh, this isn't really so much of a theory as more like this really creepy, weird coincidence is the movie Dark Water, which is what we named the cocktail. But there's also a movie originally in Japan, the year 2002, and then they did a U.S. Uh, version of it 2005, and I think they just did another version of it a couple years ago, like in 2018 or something.
0: I'm not sure but I've seen the 2005 US one it's creepy it's so
1: creepy and it's really weird because so the daughter dies uh, by drowning in the water tank and she's actually wearing mm-hmm. an outfit pretty close to what Elisa Lamb is wearing and I, the water is dark it's coming out black and the similarities are so creepy uh, they actually talk about this a little bit in the documentary too on Netflix but mm-hmm. it is really weird <laughs> And so, some people are like, okay, maybe there's, like, a murderer that, like, was a big fan of the movie and then wanted to recreate it. Maybe. I don't know. Um,
0: yeah, but then do you think they would take a child because, you know, it's yeah, a child in the so, movie.
1: I don't know. Maybe Elisa's childlike. She's trusting. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. The other yeah. interesting, another interesting theory is that Elisa Lam was playing the Korean elevator game. Now, this is a trend that started... I think, on TikTok, actually, or something like that. No, not TikTok. I think it was before that. But it, it would be something that... It was before TikTok. It, yeah. Probably YouTube. It was YouTube. Yeah. I say TikTok because it's something that would totally be on TikTok now. <laughs> uh-huh, but, <yeah. laughs> So basically, this is like the Korean elevator game. It's a way to get to another world. So I'm going to briefly go through the rules real quick. So you start by first, enter the elevator alone, uh, and you do not get out on any of the floors. If any outsiders get on the elevator, you have to start over. The second rule to this, or the way to start, is you proceed to the fourth floor. Then you go down to the second floor, go back up to the sixth floor, go back down to the second floor, go to the 10th floor, return to the fifth floor. When you reach the fifth floor, that's where people report encountering a young woman. You're instructed not to look or interact with her. She may or may not try talking to you, asking for help or she might try to antagonize you. So you let her on the elevator and you just pretend like she's not there. Then you press the button for the first floor and two things might happen. If the elevator descends to the first floor, exit immediately and do not look back or speak to the uh, woman in the elevator. If the elevator starts to go up, you have been allowed to the other world and you may reach the 10th floor, things will look different, no one else will be there the power might be out. It might be pitch black. Some players have claimed to look out windows and they only see a red cross in the distance. If you choose to exit the elevator, you should ignore the woman's attempts to question or stop you. And there's like certain rules on how to get back from there, but it's also not possible. It could be possible that you may never return from the other world. So they go into this whole theory that maybe she's playing that because she goes and presses. This is definitely it. <laughs> it could be it. <laughs> She, the way she presses those like buttons down there all methodically. I don't know. Maybe she's creeping out because she thinks she sees the woman. I don't know. It actually kind of like, could be it. <laughs> it could be. I don't know. It,
0: uh, yeah. So the real Lisa Lamb's in another world right yeah. now. Yeah. This just her body. Or she talked to the woman. She talked to the woman in the elevator.
1: <laughs> uh, another theory that we'll talk about in the second hair was this singer called Morbid, which they talk about on the documentary he was like a death metal singer songwriter and someone came across a video of him being like oh I'm at the Cecil Hotel (laughs) honestly when I saw his video I was like this guy did not do it are you kidding me but people start panicking because they're like or start coming up with all these wild things in their head like oh he's in a death metal and he wears paint on his face and he talks about the devil so he must be a satan worshipper and he must definitely have murdered her it's
0: taylor so i was watching the documentary and taylor was home when i was watching this part of the documentary and he like kind of wandered in the room and was like listening and he was just like that's a stretch that's just death metal and i was like yeah
1: it's a performance guys <laughs> it's a performance yeah do you think Ozzy osborne really goes home at night and sacrifices bats and drinks their blood like
0: this yeah, is, that's not how it goes. It's heavy metal.
1: It's death metal. It's all just a big act and performance. So,
0: I feel so bad for this I guy. I do feel bad
1: for him. <laughs> he kind of got his life ruined by people bullying him and accusing him of murdering Lisa Ammon. And then it comes out later that when he put that video of him being at the Cecil Hotel, it was the year before Shiver was uh, Lisa even stayed there. So the timeline yeah. was way off, way way off
0: people were like threatening his life yeah they were like sending a message is like we're gonna kill you for what you did and i'm like damn
1: i know people are crazy
0: They're all insane cancel
1: culture yeah mm-hmm. so the my favorite theory <laughs> it may not be everyone's favorite theory but like my personal theory favorite theory is that she was possessed by a demon or like something ow, ow. yeah i don't know like something, dude, her something hands, not so I'm like chill thinking, stop it, stop it, stop it. jonah hill moment right there She probably see the a stickers bar <laughs> i don't know but like her hands look like they grew like i don't know how to describe it and i'm probably the only person that thinks this i literally have chills up my spine right now But when you look at the video and she's like doing that weird hand thing, I tried to mimic it myself in the mirror. I've tried this several times. I'm doing it right now. I'm looking at my fucking hands, and her hands like. I know we were
0: watching the video with Rachel. We were watching the video with Rachel, and you kept turning away every time I showed her hands. Oh
1: my god, it's so creepy! It's so fucking creepy. I'm like, would you get finger extensions? Like, I don't understand. It looks like. I mean, she's a lanky girl, so she's lanky, so I know, like, sometimes people's, like, hands and feet kind of look a little bit bigger when you're, you know, a more thin person and stuff like that, but, like, it just looks like all of a sudden her hands got really big, and I know she's stretching them out in this weird way, it's like Lord Saruman and Lord of the Rings when he's, like, casting a curse. The planter. But, yeah. <laughs> like, dear God. Oh, my God. It's so creepy. It's so creepy. Ugh, I can't handle it. So... Here's the kicker for all these conspiracies. And if you watch the Netflix doc, then you already know the answer to all of these. And I am not lying when I say I shortened my list of conspiracies to like 10 out of like thousands. Um, The lid was open. So when LAPD gave the very first news media interview, they said that the lid to the water tank was closed when they found Elisa Lamb's body. So, how could someone treading water close that lid? Especially tiny little Elisa Lamb, unless it was her freaking whopper ass hands. I don't know. But the truth is, or so they say now, is that Santiago, the handyman of the hotel, found the tank and the lid was off. So, what the fuck, LAPD? Why y'all gotta do us like that? For the last almost 10 years like eight years everyone has thought that the lid was closed and duh something happened to her. there's no way that anyone could close that lid on themselves but now netflix wants to drop this bomb on us saying that the lid was open and the handyman just closed the lid after he found the body so her death was determined as an accidental drowning because she was having a psychotic breakdown and was imagining things and hallucinating, and that she must have climbed up the fire escape, which this fire escape is hella intense, by the way. Like, when I saw it, I was like, there's no way she did that. There's no way she climbed it. Apparently, it's not that hard to do. I still think it's crazy, but maybe that's because I'm a little bit teensy-winsy scared of heights, so I don't know, but if she's in a different state of mind, then maybe uh, she got to the roof, she imagined someone was after her, and she hid in the water tank. And she probably started to strip in the water because she was feeling either weighed down or because she was getting hypothermia and was starting to feel overheated. And she eventually drowned. Her talks report shows that she had stopped taking her meds in the late days leading up to her death. So I think I forgot to mention that she had bipolar disorder. Um, and she was struggling with that. In the days leading up to her trip, but she had started to take her medicine more regularly and was feeling a lot more confident and wanted to go on this like adventure by herself to kind of prove like I can do things by myself. And she was really big on Tumblr, which is what everyone likes to talk about. And I took a look at her Tumblr and I was telling Katie, I'm like, it just looks like something I would have posted. I didn't have a Tumblr. I had MySpace, <laughs> but there were definitely days... I know, I posted weird stuff on my oh MySpace. Oh my gosh, there were days... Yeah. People, like, want to go really deep into her Tumblr and be like, wow, she was extremely depressed. And I'm like, there definitely are things on here that are sad, but, and, I, and I'm, you know, acknowledging she did have bipolar disorder, but she's also just a normal teenager girl, and we go through that stuff all the time. My MySpace yeah. randomly would have... I don't know, the most emo song you could think of playing in the background one week. Mm-hmm. And the next week it'd be like, like oh, a Like sad song lyrics. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah. Something ridiculous. So there was that on there. Um, I guess also this was news. I tried to look where this news came from. But in the Netflix documentary, they mentioned that she had a meltdown on a set of live taping in Burbank. I could not find whose show it was. I want to say sounds like Conan because I know he films in Burbank and that's about the time slot, but I actually couldn't figure out who show was. So if you know, please let me know. Cause I'd like to know. And she apparently was the week that she was there was one of the guests, you know, they have in the audience to like be the live audience and stuff like that. And I guess she had an episode and she wrote some really disoriented letter and wanted, wanted the security to give it to the host. And they had to, like, escort her out of there. And then on the documentary, the Cecil hotel manager is saying that now they remember that she blurted out in the lobby when she came back to her room that night. I'm crazy, but so is L.A. I
0: do not believe that. (laughs) I just,
1: it just seems like. People who are
0: crazy don't think they're crazy. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They don't say, I'm crazy. Like they think whatever they're thinking is justified and normal, so...
1: It seems very out of character from what we've learned about uh, Elisa Lam, too. Yeah, I mean, obviously, bipolar disorder, you do things that are very out of character, but I just... If you're not getting the vibe that I don't entirely believe the Netflix documentary, then you would be right.
0: (laughs) Yeah, so that Netflix documentary... um, we, we both watched it you know that you guys I'm sure have too um I'm not going to summarize everything because we wanted just to take some time and share you know how my thoughts are um I did not like it <laughs> either uh, uh it was he very ate, long hated
1: the voiceover <laughs> for her too by the way
0: yeah no it was, so it was weird and annoying it was like almost like too peppy I don't know Today it was strange i
1: going to LA I hope I meet someone like I was just like shut up <laughs> yeah Not Elisa Lamb, but like
0: the girl playing Alisa Lamb. I
1: was just
0: like, this is annoying. Fake Elisa Lamb. Fake Elisa Lamb. Fake Elisa Lamb. Um, Yeah, I didn't like it. That was very long. I felt like the makers were purposely trying to confuse the viewer. And like, it gave way too much time and energy to YouTubers and like internet sleuths. And that's nothing to say against people who are YouTubers or like, you know, podcast hosts, internet sleuths. Obviously, we're podcasters. But I think that I would like... I would have liked to hear more from the police or more from like her family or people who were actually involved in the case firsthand and not um through theories on searching online when they obviously didn't have all the information. Um
1: it just felt like, yeah, it was the police putting together or maybe not necessarily the police, but Netflix or something. Actually, you know what it felt like? It felt like the Ceaw hotel paid for this documentary and was trying yeah. to get us to people who have all these theories to just let it go and get over it and be like this was yeah. a sick girl who needed help which yeah I'm, I'm not didn't I'm not saying that that didn't happen I'm just I'm yeah. not saying that it did happen either and it just kind of felt like they just want their asses covered and they wanted people to stop the
0: manager I did not like the manager at all she had crazy eyes for one <laughs> um i called to, my mom
1: before i called the police
0: <laughs> yeah i was just like okay you're not smart but um <laughs> and also when she was like i didn't know anything about the cecil hotel before i started working here and i was like that's a lie and then she was like since i've worked here 50 people have died well and that's also a lie like, like,
1: what would you expect <laughs> pulling into the parking lot and seeing fucking skid row Right, like, like
0: you know what that's I about do
1: know what you're so into when you apply for that job yeah hmm, good on she was just strange
0: she was very strange she I felt just like, like i mean okay.
1: i could i did kind of feel for her like she i'm sure got a lot of heat and just shit for this i mean the family sued tried to sue the hotel later on so i'm like yeah i'm not necessarily saying like what happened in Lisa lamb is her fault but I'm also oh, I don't like think you so. Don't have to feel the need to defend the hotels Hotel so much. You don't work for them, them anymore, so anymore. Get over it. Get the hell. Back. Go drink a piña colada somewhere. Let it go. Yeah.
0: Get your crazy eyes pointed somewhere else. So, um, and obviously, we all have our you know theories on unsolved cases and discussing our ideas. But and the, the the way the people approached the case was insane, <laughs> Like, disturbing. Um the curate but the like the differences between the curiosity and interest and then like the obsession that the people they were interviewing had with this case was so strange like the morbid guy um like we were talking about and like he w- said that he wanted to kill himself afterwards because of all the bullying he got from people when he wasn't even involved. It's just people were taking ideas and running with it without having all the information which, he's not surprising people still do that today with it's literally really everything
1: sad because he's someone yeah. who's trying to make it in the music world and like his career is like over yeah it's, yep. it's just totally over because yeah. you know you're, you try so hard to get a following on your social media account for what it is you know when you're a content creator you try so hard and then you just have all this negative negativity just blow up in your face
0: like that yeah but like people that. search him there it's going to be in connection mm-hmm. to this so um yeah i don't know it's just very dangerous how people approach the case and like the dude at the end of the <laughs> wanted to like see her grave for closure i thought he was really weird because oh. i was just like <laughs> you didn't know her you weren't a part of this you're some internet person like what closure do you need also, her family needs closure not you
1: I'm All not right. sure, but it kind of sounded like he did that in only a couple months, like the month that her autopsy yeah. was released. So I'm like, okay, so you, yeah. you found out about this girl when she was missing, like you know, a couple days after she went missing. And then you guys mm-hmm. find the body two weeks later, and then her autopsy report is like four months later, and you've like built this whole attachment. That is someone who went deep into her Tumblr.
0: Yeah, but like way too much. Like,
1: creepy.
0: Um, yeah. Now, like I. I can't say what happened to her for sure, but I think that the documentary lent way too much to conspiracy theories instead of talking about like the facts, which I wanted to hear more of. <laughs> and then for her bipolar, um, it's extremely rare to have full-blown like visual hallucinations. Uh, they said that Elisa, um, like, I, I don't know how bad that her her bipolar was, and they talked to some lady who was saying that she had bipolar one, but it was a brand new diagnosis. Um, the medication was fading from her system. So we have to like, take that into account. But, um, when they're describing her mania, like mania is not a psychotic break. They're, they're different. And the documentary mentioned several times that she was having a manic episode. And I just Wanted to point out that having a manic episode and having a psychotic break are very, and very different things. Uh, I have a lot of family, uh, not like a lot, but I have, I have family members with bipolar, and um, a lot of how they were trying to portray her, I felt like was really unfair and like not portraying mental illness, specifically this mental illness, in um, a, a properly or in a good way. And the lady they were talking to about it wasn't her doctor, so it wasn't like she knows and. Um, auditory hallucinations are more common than visual, but we don't even know if she had visual or auditory or yeah. any sort of hallucinations, like, at all.
1: Like, to have, if that was the case, that it escalated, like, insanely fast. Yeah, uh, that's
0: why it fell off to me that it would go from posts, nothing.
1: So, she landed in los angeles january 28th and she went missing the first it's like three days that she's in la for yeah and one of her posts on tumblr it literally reads i have arrived in la la land and there's a monstrosity of a building next to the place i'm staying when i say monstrosity mind you i'm saying as gaudy but then again it was built in 1928 hence the art deco theme so yes it is classy but then since it's la it went on it went on crack haha or something like that and she's, like, fairly yeah. certain this is where Boz needs to film The Great Gatsby. It's, like, very coherent thought. Um, mm-hmm. Doesn't seem like she's about to, like, have some crazy breakdown anytime soon. Mm-hmm. Like, it just, the timeline doesn't make sense. And they did find her, her meds in her system. It was just kind of faint. So maybe she missed, yeah. like, a day. And I don't yeah think like you're saying that someone would just go that topsy-turvy in 24 hours of not taking their medicine.
0: Yeah, when still showing in her system. Um, I personally think that that somebody did kill her and that the fact that she suffered from bipolar was kind of used as a way to close the case um, to avoid taking responsibility. Maybe the police didn't, I don't know, know what was really going on with the water tank they didn't find her body in time I don't know they didn't have any clues I'm sure her body being in the water like destroyed a lot of evidence so you know maybe that's not all on them or anything like that but um, I really just I don't see how she can get through locked doors and alarms and or without alerting anybody I mean if she did do yeah. the fire escape
1: let's say she did the fire escape like, yeah. she's in sandals first of all like, and yeah. I know it kind of... I saw the sandals she's wearing. Those sandals are super slippery to, like, do anything yeah. in. Like, I have... I've worn them, like, with dresses of it. Like they're very slippery. And I'm just like, I just don't
0: see And that. she's not some, like, gymnast. She's no. on, like... She's like a quiet little tumbler girl.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: I just... I don't know. I just don't see it. I think she was murdered by somebody. And maybe we couldn't or see them because the they were house. off camera. Or she was possessed, that's, and Satan that's, took her to the water tank. <laughs> that's
1: my theory. She was possessed. Yeah. But yeah. No. I think the tank was also closed because I just feel like, I don't know, I feel like there would have been...
0: I feel like the police, when they were searching initially, would have seen it hanging open.
1: Yeah, there's that. They would have smelt their body in there, too, first of all, Mm -hmm. because it would have smelled god-awful coming out of there in LA sun. Um, And there would have been probably a lot of shit in that water, or there wouldn't have been water because it evaporated. Like, I just feel like the lid was closed.
0: Yeah, I think that there was probably... Because when they were interviewing Santiago... If I remember correctly, he's speaking in Spanish and there's subtitles for him. Um, I think maybe the cop who talked to him, maybe Spanish wasn't good with him or something. I don't know. Like he didn't speak it well and there was a miscommunication of whether the door was shut or open. I think probably Santiago opened it because he was inspecting what happened and then maybe left it open at that point. So then by the time the cops came, then it was open. Um, but, you know, it's hard to say.
1: Yeah, I don't know. I uh, just, I don't. It, it it just it just felt like such a poor
0: maintenance guy. It's always the maintenance guy. <laughs> oh
1: like, This guy just
0: wants to do his job. <laughs> <God>. <laughs> it doesn't work there anymore.
1: It it's, it's the whole case is really blame sad, him. <laughs> and I feel I feel for the bad for the family. You know, to I'm sure they regret letting their daughter go off on her own. And
0: yeah,
1: L.A. is a dangerous city. It is a very dangerous city murder rate is very high there um yeah i i I kind of also feel like someone killed her if it wasn't satan yeah
0: (laughs) somebody named chaton (laughs) but like i um you know people were living there full time and so they would know the building very well and like where the cameras weren't pointed where they were pointed and probably mm-hmm. how to get in and out of places so that's why i feel like maybe it was somebody also, who was living there long term
1: they seem to be so adamant about the freaking door having an alarm on it i just don't buy that either mm-hmm places like that yeah that also could not
0: have an alarm at I, all if,
1: if that's what the security footage looked like i'm sure they did not have like a legitimately working alarm or it was like one of those alarms that works sometimes but didn't work all the time yeah and yeah i don't know i just i just the whole thing seems weird and <laughs> i don't buy it that'll be one of those yeah. things that i'll be i don't know when i die i want to know <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, well yeah, I no, I don't know. This is a creepy so this is thing that I found on her Tumblr. Actually, it says, mm-hmm. My laptop screen is brighter than my future. Oh. So sad <laughs> and creepy. Yeah, and true, but yeah, so yeah,
0: our a little bit of a different episode for us, yeah, <laughs> because we don't have no, you don't know. You know what happened, but
1: we'll theorize. Yeah, sorry, go ahead. You're about to read this. Sources. Sources. So, Our sources were L.A. Times, obviously the Netflix Vanishing at Cecil Hotel, L.A. Evening Post, CNN, Bustle, Daily News, BuzzFeed, and Scary Mama, (laughs) that's what it's called, (laughs) Tumblr, and Reddit. I got a couple of the weird conspiracies, you know, from out there, too, so. Yeah.
0: We're there. They are want to linger.
1: Yes, so. and PubMed dot as well for the whole tuber tuberculosis scenario thing that happened there. Yeah. So yeah, that's our take on Elisa Lam. I think it's still an unsolved mm-hmm. mystery. Well, mm-hmm. I think we both think that. So yeah, let us know what you guys think. This was a patron request, so thank you again, Brandon, for the suggestion and. If you have a suggestion for us, we'd love to hear it. Um, Mm -hmm. Just pay us five bucks. No, just kidding.
0: (laughs) Or two dollars with a (laughs) little lime squeeze. Um, But yeah, if you're a patron and you have a request, you can email us at uh, crimes.cocktails at Gmail. You can message us on Instagram, on a Patreon, um, Twitter. We have a lot of ways for you to get a hold of us. Find it. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, yeah. next week we'll have a single shot for you guys and the week after we'll have our next case um which i'm sure we'll announce soon and uh yeah kick that's this it off.
1: all right and thank you guys for oh. all the birthday wishes <laughs> it was a great birthday and congratulations megan for winning the mm-hmm. birthday giveaway i hope you yep. send us a picture of you wearing that rad shirt so All right, guys. Yep. Have a great night. Bye.